Welcome back to The Cooling Rack, a podcast about the great Canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed. My name is Michael. And I'm James. And this is week one of season four, Cake Week. Very exciting. You might have already listened to our prep week episode, which isn't actually a week. It's just us kind of preparing to get back into the show it's you our know. prep week it's our <laughs> prep week we reacquaint ourselves with you know what we actually do on this show with how our microphones work with you know this year um recording in separate spaces you know because mm. previously the one thing that was always so fun about the podcast was james and i would actually get together watch together in person and sit there and record and it kind of gave like a fun in the room feel and we've tried to replicate that as best as we could here um, and i think it works out really nicely what do you think james I think so. I think um, we're doing our best. We still tried to watch it together in a way. Mm-hmm. So that's been mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And um, if anything, I feel a little looser doing it because we don't have to like go to work and run around town and stuff. So I think it's better. All right. So as we mentioned, Cake Week is the first week of the show and we are introduced to 10 new bakers um which again we kind of already went over who they were um from the uh prep week episode but uh we're gonna just jump right into it here with the signature challenge which um i mean Obviously, if you're listening to our show, you've already watched the regular episode, so they would have explained what Signature Technical Showstopper is, so we won't reacquaint you with any of that. So, uh, James, what was the Signature Challenge this week? This week, they had to bake a bunt cake. They could pick whatever flavors or decorations they chose, but in essence, it had to be a bunt cake. Bunt cake. <laughs> um, okay, so first off, we had tanner and he had a citrus and floral bundt cake which yeah well i mean so we've discussed this before week one it goes by so fast sometimes it's like really hard to just even recall what happened Mm -hmm. but i remember um one concern they had was that they thought the elderflower wouldn't go really well because it's sort of sweet and then citrusy that could be weird ended up going pretty um well flavor wise and i thought it was good like i just wrote good you know sort of middle of the pack not in a bad way but it was it was they good. liked they liked the grapefruit right they liked his grapefruit that he had so that's great and um then i thought like his had a nice structure as well yeah some of them this week they were a little bit weird because they all used different tins so mm. you know some of them didn't hold up as well but yeah 100 percent. yeah mm. tanners ended up pretty good and yeah i will totally agree um with your point about just week one in general is like so nutty because they go through it so fast like i am still begging cbc please (laughs) next year make the premiere like an hour and a half like please Uh... do that because some of the stuff like we don't even like um uh, for some of the bakes they'll they'll talk about like oh yeah this is such and such as like this flavored cake and then their critiques don't even talk about the flavor they just talk about the structure because they have to go through it so quickly to get through 10 bakers of all of this stuff and it's like nobody's fault or anything i just like as a viewer want to see the in-depth critique that we get from kind of week four onward you know Totally. And then also whomever has to go home, goes home first, rather, whoever goes home first. It also just gives them a, us a little bit more time to get to know them, which I mm. know in other competition shows is a major challenge. <laughs> the first person who goes home if the episode's too short. So 100 percent. Yeah. Anything longer would be would be great. Absolutely. OK, so, yeah, so that was Tanner's citrus and floral bunt cake. Then we had Mahati with her gulab jamun. Uh, did I say that right? Or is it gulab jamun? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you know more. Uh, Mahati with her gulab jamun cake. And um, I thought that hers had a nice glaze on the top. Yeah, I thought that was definitely one of the more beautiful cakes um, mm-hmm. that happened in this one. Because I think people were trying to do different things. There were some that were definitely more technically impressive. And then some that, you know, just were. <laughs> but there were one or two that were... I think prettier, which I think a bunt cake can be. I don't think it needs to be excessive. I think there's a, um, like a quiet 
sort of cute beauty to them. And I think Mahachi and I think Anjali's cake, I think both of those I found really showed off that sort of style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really no, I thought it. I thought that hers looked good. And again, I feel like hers got like two seconds of critique. It was like, I like it. Next. <laughs> <Don't> like, <believe. laughs> you know, so uh yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to to seeing more, but I, I did think that hers had again the nicest glaze. Cause sometimes like, you know, it, it almost kind of looked like a donut, you know, that kind of um yeah. glaze on a donut, like nice and even. So I thought it looked I thought it looked good. Um okay, then we had Larry who had his fig and apricot bunt cake. I thought it was okay. I mean, it was really hard to get a look at it because again, it, it moves so fast, but he did use that very sort of strangest, strange. It was like, like square-ish. Yeah. Like the half pyramid from Blade Runner. <laughs> Basically. And so, you know, I don't know how it, how a cake would bake in something like that because it is so flat. Well, it um, was undercooked. So that was a critique. So there they said go. it was undercooked. And I kind of felt like the decor on it was um, like the decoration was kind of drooping a little bit. But. Yeah, those that was a problem with a few cakes this time, which is like why I think with the bunt cakes, like if you go too far and they don't get as much time, I feel like. For, they only for have the an hour and 45, I think. Yeah. So some of them can look a little under under decorated as a result of that i think yeah um then we had maggie lemon blueberry yeah lemon blueberry (laughs) so this is the thing with lemon which she incorporates into the uh show later but for some reason every time there's lemon flavored anything bruno is always like it's not lemony enough which i totally understand because I don't know, whenever I bake and they're like, oh, it calls for the juice of X many lemons. You have to put a lot of lemon rind in it. You have to like basically put an entire tree's worth of lemon into anything for me for it to actually taste like lemon. So I totally (laughs) get the critique. Like it's always like hints of lemon. You never get hit that hard with lemon. So Hmm. um, I, I totally get. But the blueberries inside, that looked beautiful. It made me instantly hungry. Like I was like, I want to eat that. Like, I want to eat the lemon blueberry cake. I love lemon blueberry as a flavor mm. combo. Yeah. Lemon is one of my favorite flavors. And um, yeah, lemon blueberry is just like such a nice mix. I also love the kind of purple glaze that she had um, mm-hmm. on on hers. Like, you know, that kind of classic, like what you would get from a blueberry kind of glaze. Like, I thought it looked really nice. Um, but then, yes, the not enough lemon. So I find actually some of the bunt cakes. I know, like, you know, at the end with the showstopper, we're talking about glazes again, but there were some interesting sort of, I think, color combinations in the bunt cake that worked really well and I kind of wish were carried over to the end because some of the some of the ones at the end were good, but a little aggressive. So I think we like, will get there, James. We will get there. I like there. the quaintness, if you will, of some of these these decorations. Yeah. A, like the roses were really cute. Simplicity. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then we had Dominique. Who had a Sugar Shack-inspired cake. And she said her, her her maple liqueur was made in her basement, which I'm sure she was joking. <laughs> but I just think that's so funny. I, there's this there's this idea of, like, a Quebecois woman, like, with a bathtub in her house, just making a bathtub filled with maple liqueur. I think that's super hilarious. Um, but I just love that. I love her. <laughs> she is everything I wanted her to be and more, you know, like uh, she has the energy, which like, I feel like this cast is so good. Like they are really strong and just, uh, I don't know if it was because like, we're, we're not quite clear on, on what their whole process was. Like, did they like quarantine for like the two weeks beforehand and then like were there still days where they were all kind of getting to kind of intermingle pre-filming starting because they had to go Mm -hmm. through some other stuff because it kind of feels like they all already knew each other at least a little bit that that was my impression yeah i wonder if they let them hang out with each other at like you know the Holiday Inn or <laughs> wherever they put them. <laughs> Holiday Inn suite because they need to have ovens in them. Um, mm. Yeah, I'd be curious to know. But I agree. Exceptional cast. 
especially since how last week we talked about how casting had to work quite differently, obviously because of Corona and the limitations that that brings forward, but a very um, cohesive and talented and just charismatic cast despite all of that. So absolutely, good job to the casting directors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that absolutely. team. Yeah, yeah. So Dominique's um, Sugar Shack cake was, um, I loved the leaves, the maple leaves um, that that she had there, um, but Bruno wanted more maple. I think Bruno, okay, so I don't know if you've, you've ever had this. So when I watch cooking shows and I watch people season their food or when they like season their pasta water, like I used to watch... Um, I forgot who it was, but when they said season your pasta water, it should be as salty as like the ocean. I just think a lot of cooks or chefs and whatever, I think professional food people, I'm just going to call them. I feel like they really season things. And I also feel like that's, that's um, maybe what some pastry chefs think about flavor. Like, Mm. like if it's a blueberry thing, just like it should smack you in the face. Like it should only taste like blueberries, for example. (laughs) Two days later, you're going to be like, Oh God, I still taste blueberry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whereas i think for people like you and i were like oh there's a hint of lemon how cute you know yeah <laughs> how easily, fresh <laughs> we're easily um easily amused and played yes yeah yeah no i i got that and um i totally agree with you about seasoning stuff because there's also the element of like when for for these people i'm sure also being a home baker like if you're baking a lot you probably also don't want to be going totally overboard all the time because then you could just like gain a lot of weight that way (laughs) so you might like rein stuff in like have your flavors be like you know not everything is rich and crazy decadent right because you're the one eating it whereas in a professional sense you're making it for other people Oh, totally. So during Corona, like during our first, so like during our first lockdown or, or partway out of it, I think when things were starting to open back up, I was doing these weekend orders from a local bakery. Um, and they're, you know, professionals. So they do put full fat cream, full fat butter, full fat, like full sugar, everything in it. And then I used to go every weekend. And then for a while I didn't go and then I went back and then they had said, oh, we haven't seen you in a while. What happened? And I was like, I was gaining too much weight. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I gained like five kilos. Like it was a lot. So I had to stop. So I totally agree. I think when you bake at home, you're just a little bit more conscious about flavors and, and uh, sorry, calorie content. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're going to pack everything with like full fruit and full sugar, it's actually kind of expensive. Like going mm. through 18 sticks of butter, which we'll get to later, <laughs> in a week would be pretty expensive. Yes. So totally get it. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, <laughs> we'll get to the 18 sticks, yes. Next up, we had Rafa Cat, and she made a lime and coconut bundt cake, which mm. I kind of love the idea of those two flavors. Like, you know, I, I kind of, I have that... Um, you know how people will describe things as kind of like like seniors flavors or whatever? Uh, like that's yep. my palette is like I love like if if it's something that like a senior would like, that give that to me. Like I was so, eating coffee Hagen dazs the other night because I hey, just wanted I, something bitter after dinner. <laughs> I would I love something bitter after dinner. Like a good like a good deep coffee cake and then like black coffee. Sign me up. I'm with mm-hmm. you there. Mm-hmm. So when they said lime and coconut, I was like, why is this so fam-? like, why does that combination sound so familiar to me? And then I realized it's because key lime pie and coconut cream pie are often put in the same category for me mentally. And I'm not sure, like, was that like a 70s thing? Did key um, lime and coconut cream, did that become like a thing in the 70s? Like, maybe I was going to say like normally at like some sort of buffet where you would see desserts next to each other. They're kind yeah. of next to each other there you know yeah um and to your point about like older like older people flavors if i went to someone's retirement party let's just say her name's like i don't know sandra or something i don't know (laughs) Uh, i feel like those cakes would be there i feel like or those pies would be there they'd be a key lime pie and a coconut cream pie so i totally get where you're coming from yeah yeah that's why i feel like that's why i was like oh they're so familiar to me not that i even eat key lime pie i don't think i've actually ever had key lime pie Really? Oh, yeah. I like key lime pie. I like it a lot. You know, um, I also 
uh, I can't remember who used someone used to make a key lime pie or just a key lime yogurt and it wasn't key lime pie it was just key lime and it was like uh it was the the best tartest yogurt you'd like ever had in your life and then they stopped making it because i'm sure it was like dyed and like insanely like <laughs> processed and everything and, totally. and everyone wanted their yogurts to make them poop so um <laughs> anyway you know how long it took me to understand that what that that's why people ate yogurt like all those ads with like the dancing bellies and like and like i was like i don't I, I didn't know people had trouble pooping because I was young at that time, right? Like, you know what I mean? And like yogurt yeah. wasn't introduced to like the 70s apparently. But it was only much later I understood that that's why people ate yogurt. Huh. Yeah, and then when Activia happened, you know, and Jamie Lee Curtis brought her money. Just well, that's home, what I mean. You know, she got that that's information I mean. from Blue Paper Daily. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the lime and coconut bunk cake. Um, I really liked the candied lime. I thought that that looked really nice on the top. Totally. I wrote decor. I know the flavor was good, but I thought the decor of this one in particular was really outstanding. But I did think that it needed more glaze. Yeah, it was a little like, it happened on a few this time, where especially if they did like the piped on sort of like string drizzle, it was sometimes it was a little, you yeah. know. It was like the end of the, the the silly string canister, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I guess. It was you. like you used it at last year's birthday, and you forgot to buy a new one, so you brought it back out. You expected a lot more. Yeah, you thought there was more in the can. There, there wasn't. There wasn't. Um, but I thought that hers hers looked good, and um, if I recall correctly, the judges did like it. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up, we had Oyax. What did he, what was his thing again? From here on out, I'm going to need you to tell him because I couldn't <laughs> write it fast enough. It was moving too quickly. Yeah, it was an orange and chai cake. Mm. Um, but he had added that beautiful sort of purple sort of sugar crystal fire thing on the top. I wrote engineering Marvel because he's an engineer. And I, mm. I thought that was very impressive. Literally week one, first bake. And then this guy's like blending sugar, you know, Sorry, yeah. bending sugar and putting it on top. So it looked gorgeous. I, I loved it. Yeah, I wrote OMG glass bowl. <laughs> it literally Pretty looked much. like it looked like a fancy fruit bowl that you'd see in like, you know, a house and home kitchen. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there would be nothing there'd be nothing in the fruit bowl, but it would be out and about. Yeah. yeah. It's an accent fruit bowl. <laughs> And this was an accent on top of the cake, which is what's crazy. Like, that wasn't even part of the thing. This is just, like, showing you my skills. So um, they also said that his, uh, yes, you said it was orange and chai, was great tasting. So It's a really great flavor combo. So And, and I'm glad he went above and beyond and that Bruno didn't go, like, it needs more orange. <laughs> needs more chai. 7.8 exactly. out of 10, too much water. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay next up we had uh angeli or An angeli angeli there we go uh and she made a baton rouge uh bundt cake which i thought was one of the prettier ones because she mm. had made those little peach sort of puff things yeah and those they peaches so beautiful they looked amazing like the decoration on hers was great and i loved because it was it was all like iced white wasn't it yeah it was very light and then it had yeah. these colorful sort of flowers and Blobs, fruits on top yeah. and it looked so beautiful yeah i thought it was incredible like I, I i think i would pick hers as my favorite um bunk cake i agree with you she she definitely made at least from a looks perspective because i couldn't taste any of them obviously mm -hmm. um one of the most beautiful ones yeah yeah then next up, we had Birdie. Who made a Memories of Cuba cake. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> new in the President's Choil flavor aisle. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, Memories of Thailand, Memories of... Szechuan is one. <laughs> memories of Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not love the green glaze kind of drizzle that was in between like some of the rows on his bunt cake. Um, mm -hmm. But I did love that when they cut into it, there was that kind of pop of the dolce de leche, right? And I thought that that looked great. Like, I thought that that showed some really, like, good technical skill. I just, I didn't love the way that his looked from the outside. 
Yeah. And then I think there was some sugar work on the top that unfortunately had fallen. But when, to your point, when they sliced the cake and then we saw the profile, I was, all I could think was like, I know exactly how that would feel in my, in my mouth when I ate it, like the texture and that, that cream in the middle, and it would be fantastic. So mm. um, I know we talked about Anjali's probably being like our favorite, at least visually for me, but in terms of wanting to have tasted it, I was like, yeah, birdies, I wanted to eat that one because that looked mm. really good. Mm -hmm. And I would have poured some rum on it myself, honestly. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Post soak. <Yes>. Post soak. <laughs> Post soak, yeah. Yeah. Oh, delicious. Yeah, I, I, I think that that one would have tasted great. And then finally, we had Sheldon, who said a queen loves some drama earlier in the episode, which can relate. <laughs> totally. And drama did she bring to this cake? Oh, she did. This lucky dragon bunt cake, which was like made out of fermented sweet rice and then had some beautiful uh, dragon sugar work on top. I have a feeling this season depending on like how people go home, I feel like Oyax and Sheldon, there's a bit of like a technical competition going on between mm. the two of them. Like they're both very talented in their sugar work. They both like to, uh, you know, build structural things, make a bit of a scene, you know, bring a bit of a storyline to their baking. So I'm actually really interested to see the two of them, you know, kind of compete with each other. Of course it's, with others as well, though. It's like if they were on Drag Race, they would know how to sew. A hundred percent. It'd be like, it would be the two sewing queens. It'd yeah. be like the two fashion queens, right? Like you always yeah. get like, you know, two that kind of have good things. And then yeah. one eventually ends up coming out ahead, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. 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 And we, we shall see, but yeah, that dragon was crazy. Amazing. And think about Sheldon had to throw out his first cake. I was about to sugar say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but still managed to like put that all together, stay cool, calm and collected. Um, but you know, I imagine being a drag queen, things happen all the time. So you get yeah. used to performing under pressure. Um, and then they also commented that the cake looked dense, but was actually very light to the taste and kind of even just like breaking it apart, like on a fork. Yeah. They said it was almost like a brioche. And, uh, apparently when you ferment sweet rice, that's what you get. There you go. And now it's time to move on to the technical. So this week's technical was a Cupid cake, which Michael and I were like, what's a Cupid cake? <laughs> and then we basically figured out it's a super fat Swiss roll turned <laughs> on its side and then made fatter with even more icing and then some tempered ruby chocolate on the top in the shape of hearts or whatever else stokes your fancy for Valentine's Day. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then we were also trying to figure out if because this was filmed back in like august or whatnot whether or not they uh this cake or this this challenge led them to uh air the first episode on valentine's day or whether they already knew the first episode was going to air on valentine's day so they included one valentine's challenge to me i feel like it was there it was going to air in the winter and then when they had one valentine's thing they said oh we'll air it on valentine's day because if they knew it was going to be valentine's they would have fully um like had all of the challenges would have been valentine's related oh that could be fair that could be fair yeah i have no i have no idea but whoever did that or if it was just a coincidence yeah or just a, or or just a coincidence yeah can I say that this technical challenge, and I really have to like think back in my memory book, that being my brain, um, but this feels like an incredibly tough, dare I say almost mean technical challenge to put on week one. Like I feel like it's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts and it's incredibly technical across yeah. at least two of its three components, temper and chocolate, and knowing how to like not over bake your Swiss roll mm. and to cool it in a in a, I was going to say in a turd, in a roll. <laughs> <laughs> and to cool it in a turd. Yeah. Uh, no, I totally agree with you. It, it It's also the weirdest uh, thing. Cause yeah, it's just like a ginormous, like Swiss roll stump, you know? I know. That to me was the weirdest thing about this. And 
how like the way that the vertical lines like looked and everything like I, I thought it was it was really great like people all kind of did a good job but i i agree this was a tough technical this was a tough first episode it was a very to, like, tough first it's episode nuts these people are so skilled and props to all of them because i like the the level of skill and finesse that you could see in all of the bakers was great um and yeah we, we, we'll get there but we've um, come a long way since smucker's jam let's just put it that way <laughs> <laughs> there yes, is no more smuckers this is this is scaring me now this is scaring me yeah no more smuckers for these fuckers <laughs> 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 um okay so yes uh i guess we'll go okay so we I was just trying to remember how we did it. So we go through everybody and then we reveal the ranking at the end. So yeah. um, first up was Rafa Cat, And um, I did not think that her chocolate looked very good. I actually found it difficult to, I don't know what it is about maybe how cameras pick up chocolate, but I often find that when they temper chocolate, I'll look at it on camera and be like, there's no way that's tempered. Like it's too matte. Like it's yeah. not shiny. Yeah. And then they'll snap it and they'll be like, it's perfectly tempered. So I have no clue. I just didn't think that the chocolate looked great, but I thought that the stripes were really good on the inside mm -hmm. of her cake. Like, so technically, again, she'd done it and she tempered the chocolate. And when I say that I didn't like that the way the chocolate looked, I mean the way that her hearts looked and the way it was designed on the cake, not necessarily whether it was properly tempered, because we'll it. get there. <laughs> um, I do find Rafika, I think she's one of the more technically sound and experienced bakers because this week anyways i find that she excels like even if it's not always number one she kind of excelled across the board like it always looked good sounds like it tasted good so uh 100 yeah mm -hmm. and then next we had tanner who whose cake was a little thin or whose icing was a little thin it just wasn't iced on the top <laughs> i just wrote thin i was like a little thin yeah i know it full up it did not have a hat um yeah. you know bald Coco spot Chanel on the say, top you know take one accessory off before you leave the house this person didn't put any clothes on before they <laughs> left uh yeah i was gonna say that like it was the the you know not being iced on the top is like um having like a large bald spot and then thinking that people can't see it because you're tall and then you sit down and everyone can see it you know I've never thought of that situation before, Michael. I have to I admit. I mean, I hadn't until this moment, but as a tall person, that will happen to me at some point. So, uh, Just okay. For <laughs> yes, exactly. Then we had Maggie, and her chocolate was barely tempered, and there was just too much buttercream. And they didn't like her buttercream, but there was too much of it. I know. I think they said that someone was trying to hide a lot of mistakes. And then. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing about when they pick it apart, they literally pick it apart, right? So they take that fork and they just keep, as if, if I was on that show, because I will never be, I would be so stressed, like just looking at them kind of tear away at it and be like, oh yeah, mm, it's looking a little flat here. Oh, you're trying to hide all the mistakes. So by the time the camera gets to it and we look at it, we're like, well, that's, that's a hot mess. But it's that's just a, it's a gummed up ball of dough. Of <laughs> so you know, I wrote tough, like it, it was like not tough as in tough bake, but it was like, you know, she, she got some pretty tough critiques there. So mm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Then. And we had Oyax, uh, who I wrote, you know, it was good. It was good, good, good enough. That sort of thing. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't, uh, particularly exceptional, but I found with this one, it was, it was kind of hard, you know? Yeah. Good texture, good flavors. Exactly. Which is for a technical pretty much like i feel like that puts you automatically top five yeah if you have good texture and the flavors are good and you've generally executed you're automatically top five especially when there's 10 of you yeah unless it was a technical that involved design yes that's fair but that's but fair. yeah this is the great canadian baking show so not yeah. the great canadian like architectural digest show <laughs> <laughs> of bakes <laughs> uh okay then we had larry uh and his was lopsided um there lopsided were larry yeah <laughs> there were a few when they finished them and brought them up i was like that one looks like a thimble 
that one looks like Roy Thompson Hall. That one, look, you know, they weren't perfectly yeah. straight. So yeah, yeah. But Maggie's was Roy Thompson Hall. It, it she should have just said that. This is my homage to Roy Thompson Hall in in a cake, in a Cupid cake. Hundred percent. Because I, I love music. Into it. Yeah, exactly. Like Valentine's, I love music. Or Valentine's, uh, I met my partner here. Or Valentine's, we had our first date here. Yeah. But then I guess when they see that your cake had like a little bit of a twisty bottom because you could see where it was bent they'd be like yeah this wasn't on purpose i'm like mm, okay <laughs> but it's all about how you tell a story and how it makes you feel you know you would at least get bumped up one ranking i think if you told a good story yeah absolutely um so i didn't really love the decoration on larry's um either but they said that it was a nice marriage of flavors which for valentine's day a marriage of flavors is is good definitely yeah mm -hmm. uh then we had anjali who i didn't write anything for because really? i think oh. it was, you go ahead <laughs> okay so um it was like too wide and hers had that kind of <laughs> u shape where it like fell in like on itself right Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. the bottom. Um, and then it was not perfectly vent set Ver vertical, not perfectly vertical. <laughs> Vert. That's what that says. Okay, yeah. See, week one. Oh my god, we have to write so fast, and we even pause and we go back through. But it's like you know, we don't want to like rewatch the thing like four or five times. I guess we could, but we don't. So, um. And and no shade, but like when there's four or five of them that are topsy turvy, you kind of, you kind of lose track of who's who was the leaning one. I think Anjali, I wanted to write leaning tower of cake. I think that's what I wanted to write. Yeah, hers was the most um, affected by that <laughs> issue. Mm, yeah, exactly. Then we had Sheldon, and it looked perfect, and I thought that the hearts were really fun. Um, they said like you know technically like it it wasn't perfect but that it, it was like really good but his hearts like he kind of did um uh like a more uh funky like artistic like kind of wiped brushed like you yeah. know um heart and i thought that that had like a really nice effect and his cake looked really nicely decorated totally in my notes when i i wrote this down when i first saw um him bringing his cake up i wrote leading the pack winner question mark which he doesn't Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, I just thought out of all of them, I mean, there was, uh, I think someone else's, like Mahati's looked really good as well. But like, I really did think Sheldon executed as very close to what they had shown in the um, the demonstration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I thought Absolutely. And then we had Dominique next. What mm -hmm. did you think? So she had thin and thick, like stripes and sections, you know, like it was just... I, I felt like hers and it was kind of like to the point that you said earlier of the way that they'll go through something like with a fork or whatnot that hers, especially with also the amount of icing and it's hard to tell if this was after the judges had really kind of already been going through it like that. It did look a bit like a, a clump of cake and icing like all together and not like super distinctive layers, you know? Yeah, 100%. I kind of felt bad. Again, like I think for her and Maggie, when they go in, I always feel kind of bad because it's like it gets all kind of gucked up so much. Um, but again, there could have been a story like, I feel like love is volatile and uncontrollable. So there are some thick layers and some thin layers and some medium layers, just like love. I would have said that. I just we're not allowed to say that. I would just realize that it's the technical, so they're not allowed to talk because it's judged blindly. But you know what? Say with your eyes. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or say it in an interview later and they can splice that all in. Yeah, exactly. Um, then it was Birdie, and his chocolate was not tempered, and they said that the um cake itself wasn't like red enough. Mm -hmm. Um I felt bad for for Birdie was was this where his, like, um, was this where the pot boiled over? No, that's the showstopper. That was, was it? I felt like that was early. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, because after it? that, it was, because after that, Rothcat helps him. Yeah, that is correct, the... that is correct, that is correct, yes. 
So what do you think of birdies? I I had to put down a sad face because I just felt like it felt like he's having a really tough week. Yeah. I on know. this one and it and you know they it, it just it's unfortunate that even like the cake color wasn't to you know that valentine red i think that they were looking for so yeah i thought it was a little bit tough whereas dominique delivers that valentine red in her showstopper and then some, like... i'm sure she kept the food coloring like in her pocket and then brought it out on it was like the that last cake. one I just... yeah well i mean i think maybe she's like oh well bruno told me to never hold back and make it more maple so we'll just you know make this as red as possible it's a blood cake, yeah. It's a blood cake, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, last but not least, we had Mahati, and um, there were no l- wait. Does that say layers? I want to say layers. Yeah, it it was it was a little lean. I think was the challenge. Like it was a little thin. A lot of the layers, so mm-hmm. smooth but buttercream. It tastes though. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she had a really good buttercream. I think. Yeah. Said, so. Yeah. Okay, so the order. Here we go. In 10th place, we had Birdie. Uh, and then in 9th place, we had Maggie. 8th was Anjali. Anjali. 7th Seb- was Tanner. 6th was Dominique. Mm-hmm. Larry was in 5th. 4th was Sheldon. Oyax was 3rd. 2nd was Mahati. And then Rafikat took the win in number 1. Yeah. And um, I totally agree with one, two, three here. Um, wait, then how could that be no layers? That makes no sense if Mahati was second. I don't know what I was saying there. Disregard what I previously said. <laughs> it was a bit leaner. Like, I, I just remember, like, the icing of it was not, like, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't Tanner who kind of just didn't do <laughs> like 25% of the project that was it that was it that was what I was trying to write you got it it. yeah yeah, but it was a little thin it was a little thin yeah it was like a naked cake totally I still want to know what was wrong with Sheldon's because it did look fantastic so Mm -hmm. um, I kind of wish we knew maybe if it didn't taste it as good what was going on there whereas OEX was like third and that makes total sense with the feedback that he had at least third or better podium finish you know (laughs) exactly perfect and that is the technical all right showstopper time and this is like i have to say this is an insane showstopper for week one like like you said earlier james we are miles away from the smuckers of of season one f1 like this is truly incredible like each baker here demonstrate skills that i think are like worthy of like it shows you why they got on the show and it shows you kind of uh how well this is cast and how far kind of even the show has has come and kind of you know that's not to disparage like any previous bakers or anything i'm saying that this is just like really incredible that this is the standard they set for week one now on the show a hundred percent i felt like a few of these cakes could have been some people's finale showstopper cakes from maybe a couple seasons back. Yep. But I think it just goes to show that if you set the bar a little higher and challenge some of these folks, a lot of them want to be challenged to a certain extent, right? They want to show off what they can do. So I was really glad to see this. I feel like cakes, there's a bit more creativity probably to do something like this, maybe less so with other things. But I think in our preview for bread week, we saw a few, um, very beautiful pieces coming out as well. So maybe we just have an exceptional season and an exceptional cast this season. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you about people wanting to be challenged. And again, as the the show has been on for seasons and an audience has kind of developed around it, you do have a lot of people who, in like the first couple of seasons, they I guess might have been fans of the Great British Bake Off or just baking enthusiasts. Whereas now, season four, you're also getting people who have been fans of this show and the great british baking show so they are like really well versed and they're doing these bake alongs and that's how they're developing their skills because they're practicing what's actually being baked on the show all the time so when you come into the show you're already like at that extra level um which i guess we should tell you what the showstopper was (laughs) it was a cascade mirror glaze cake 
yes. And unlike other mirror glaze cakes, which we've probably seen in the past, this one has to be multi-layered. Some people took that very far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we've never really on the show had to be challenged to see someone coat, you know, at least two to three layers of a cake. Well, at least three layers of a cake with a consistent mirror glaze. So it was really nice getting to see how it works out. Because usually you just see someone pour it on the top and they pour so much it goes everywhere. But watching it sort of cascade, cascade yeah. uh, down a cake was impressive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First up was Rafa Cat. And like, this is eleganza, extravaganza of a cake. Like, this, this is what we're talking about when we say, like, this is week one and this is what you deliver. And again, this isn't like... We're, we're starting with Rafa Cat here, but everybody delivered something that was like of this caliber. So it, it's nuts. But the elegance here. A hundred percent. I think um, she said that she was going for understated elegance or quiet elegance or something like that. I think she delivered. I have never seen. We also have very unique colors of glazes this time. Mm -hmm. And we'll, you know, we'll <laughs> talk about more of that. We'll get there, yeah. Um, but hers kind of reminded me of marble, right? Yeah. Like marble, like really beautiful marble. And I didn't think you could get that on a cake, but I mm -hmm. was so impressed. I would want that at like, even like a wedding, like it'd just be yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was so nice. And they said that it tasted as good as it looked, which I mean, that means that it tasted incredible like this. Uh, yeah the the kind of color combo and the way that it it mixed and you know with some of the bakers sometimes like you could see the glaze was a little thinner in some parts so you could kind of see the cake coming through it a bit mm -hmm. and with hers it was just like thick cascaded but not overly thick just smooth the whole way down so totally you know snaps for that so next up was mahati with the Chasing Waterfalls cake. Don't go Jason <laughs> Waterfalls. And I did say Jason Waterfalls. <laughs> that'd that be a great name if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Jason, that's a good, well, I guess Jason's not a woman's name, but I thought that'd be an interesting drag name. Yeah. Jason yeah. Waterfalls. Maybe drag kings. Um, I really enjoyed it. I like that it was inspired. Um, I think you and I were both thinking it was a little, it was a little green for waterfalls. Yeah, I was saying algal bloom waterfall. <laughs> like it was, it was very green for a waterfall um, cake compared to like the 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 blues were also in the green category of blue. Yeah, but I think when you probably mix blue and green together because like you're doing a pour right so they're really mixing together i think it's really hard to have those colors be very separate because mm. they fit very close together on the color wheel and, and all that sort of stuff but yeah. i'm glad she put passion fruit in it because i have this thing i love passion fruit in cakes i like the tartness i love the flavor that it brings so i was very excited and happy to see that and i wish i could have had some of it they did say though that uh, uh one of uh her tears was a bit wet mm -hmm. but i mm -hmm. guess it was a waterfall cake so so it's in the theme <laughs> it's in the theme tell the story <laughs> should have said that when they're like this is a bit wet and then you should have said well it's a waterfall isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i'm a mouse duh um okay then we had dominique uh a pink dream cake but you said it was more like a red dream because it got real red well on the inside but on the outside it was pink as fuck it like was, I, the, I thought that the flowers i love yeah. the flowers i also loved the way that the mirror glaze had poured it i don't know if it's just I, like it kind of looked like it had formed heart shapes like heart kind of domes like all the way down you know yeah so and then she had like the the little um kind of accent bits i think it was like the chocolate or, or whatnot like i i thought that hers really looked um terrific they said that it was a bit simplistic in terms of um i guess it's it's flavors uh but yeah, that it was good. And then, sorry, I just I saw the next thing I wrote. It just says red. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty dark. It was pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, 
compared to the other ones, it's really interesting because I feel like the other ones were striving for a bit more. I'm just going to use the word high concept, quote unquote, you know, but that cake, I would have rather had that cake than a Cupid cake for Valentine's. So mm, I, absolutely. I would, yeah, all like 12 layers of, of cake. That would be a lot of cake. To eat, <laughs> better that than a ginormous Swiss roll. So Exactly, exactly. <sighs> then we had Tanner. Yes, Tanner with his Water Lilies Monet-inspired Cascade Mirror Glaze Cake. I thought it was thought, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it looked incredible. It really did have... like. With Mahati, you know how you were saying about the um, uh, green and blue mixing too much? This managed to have the right mix of green and blue so that it did give that feeling of water lilies of that Monet painting. Like, I thought it was really terrific. I want to know how many times they've likely practiced these pours at home, or if at all, because I would I would think like an impressionist pour is not easy to your point so i'm curious like did they just like basically you know have some you know cardboard at home that they just constantly poured glazes over or what because it was really if it and if it wasn't well practiced i mean extremely talented then she got away with it yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah. Um, although the only thing although it looked incredible um one of the uh uh tears or cakes was banana and bruno said that it was a bit of a gummy and watery banana so yeah i i'm unfortunate i'm really 50 50 on bananas like i don't mind banana breads Mm. you know which are basically cakes let's be honest but i don't i i find that it's so wet and goopy like it can come out pretty wrong i think Mm. yeah it can it can really um just mesh together into like a giant thing but it still looked incredible so a hundred percent then we had maggie maggie who made an up and away cake with beautiful balloons rising up from a white picket fence it was actually quite perfect in that sense yeah i i wrote wowza height and flow Mm-hmm. And she uh, picked up on the lemon critique, I think, and she made sure that lemon tasted like lemon this time. Mm, yes, yes. Nice lemon. Nice lemon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I couldn't get over like because so she had made those like half of the, the balloons, right? Like in the um, those molds that she had, she popped yeah. those out. Then she put them in the like pan to get them just fractionally melted enough so that she could stick them together. And I was like, damn, like this bitch like knows her stuff. Like, oh my God. I, you know, we've said it like the technical capabilities and the time management of a lot of the cast this year. Um, of all of the cast this year, actually, is just really impressive. Like, I, I am so excited to see what is going to come up in the couple weeks ahead. Because um, let's just hope they're not all just baking cakes all the time. <laughs> and that's <just> like <laughs> the great Canadian cake baking show. And then it's all downhill from here. <laughs> the great Ontario cake baking show and friends. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get really specific with the title. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. Yeah, now I'd like... I feel like the skills that we've seen are are far beyond just cake, but let's hope that that everyone doesn't peak with uh, cakes as their strongest suit in week one. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. And then after that, we had Birdie. It was uh, Birdie had a that? tough week. What, what, it was, what was it was a Hello Broadway cake, and originally it was supposed to look like a Tony, right? It was supposed to be sort of this blue and sort of brownish sort of glaze. Broadway inspired and then sort of like a Tony award at the top. But he had a bit of a tough week, as we said this week. And and unfortunately um, he got the glaze down and the cake down, but a lot of the accents ended up uh, missing. Yeah. I thought that his glaze looked really nice, Um, but yeah, it was missing um, and did kind of, it was missing the decoration. Um, But then inside they did like the, the strawberry, especially they said like the delicate strawberry worked well in the cake. Um, And Birdie, somebody like, I got very endeared to Birdie very 
quickly like you know that um i felt for him when he had like the struggle here but um also wasn't it so sweet when rafa Kett went over and helped him after like his um that pot just like you know um totally overflowed like that was so sweet that's i think that's what's so nice about this show a hundred percent and i felt bad almost that he had put himself under so much pressure and that he was he felt so embarrassed like boiling you know boiling the the i'm not sure what it was actually but having that boil over um i totally understand the feeling and i sort of empathize with you know being embarrassed in front of a bunch of people but i totally agree like that tent and and this show is so warming that way seeing someone come over and help yeah i think birdie did i think birdie did great like cooking under that pressure baking under all that pressure only having one chance really to get it right um i couldn't do it so no. yeah. yeah okay and then next we had larry <laughs> Larry with his dog ate my mirror glaze cake cake, which was a beast of flavors and colors. Let me tell you that. So I think it was impressive in that it was very yeah. tall yep. and it had a really good glaze. And it was like structurally sound. Exactly. Cause he put those dowels in, he put yeah. the dolls in how for me, the red Whoa, that glaze was intense. It was <laughs> that, like a like heart attack or something like that. <laughs> yes, heart attack. Yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah. Like the heart that, attack logo. Yeah. The the glaze was intense. Like it, it was intense. And uh, I just felt like it was all too many strong colors all at once to like when you mix a lot of strong colors together, they just make brown. You know, well, it was, yeah, it was all primary colors, basically. Yeah. It was like red, blue and yellow. And that yeah, yeah, from my yeah. art class makes brown. <laughs> <laughs> and I I felt like that was the only thing like so. OK, at the beginning, like, yeah, we we had a little laugh at the um kind of the it's a lotness of the glaze. And I feel like that's the only thing that let Larry down on this cake because everything else was so great. And like I I you know liked it although the only thing was that because of this being week one and not getting to hear kind of the whole swath of critiques one of the things that they made a big deal about was that he had a savory layer in his cake which was um the bacon and peanut butter um one mm. and then we didn't get to hear any commentary on whether it was good or not i guess we can assume it was good enough to not include but <laughs> you know i i i kind of felt like his cakes um all looked good he got good compliments i just felt like that glaze was was too much and i guess the other thing too is it was called my dog ate my mirror glaze cake and uh it, like part of it was because of the flavors that his dog enjoys but i didn't yeah. see how that tied into like any of the other theme of it all whereas other people had like a theme I get it. So it would have been nice to see how to to have the cake look like a dog took a big bite out of it or something like that, you know, yeah, or have like or, a collar on it, even like a dog collar at the top. Yeah. You know, yeah. That says Giza or something. Yeah. Or just say that your dog likes the flavor of the cake afterwards and then just come up with a glaze that's not quite so art attack. <laughs> just tell just tell a verbal story. Yeah. No, yeah. I. I so here's the thing I'm curious about. Um, I think Larry. So here's the thing about this whole episode so far, at least from the description, people have not been that experimental with their flavors. And I think Larry so far in all of this, and it's only been week one, I think this peanut butter bacon thing, obviously very delicious because I've had it myself. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, but I wonder if he will be the one that experiments with flavor because we usually have one each season. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could kind of see this and like no shade to james but i could kind of see him being the flavor experimenter with the extra technical skill here too <laughs> totally i agree you know so i'm really excited to see what we're gonna see from larry because i thought like he he pulled off like a really good first episode i just the 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 glaze was too much <laughs> yeah it was pretty intense yeah 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 okay next up we had anjali 
who made a social movement cake. The word cake that will change the world one layer at a time, one bite at a time. Kyla said that it was kind of like a safe tasting cake at first and then there was like peppercorns and when you got the peppercorns then it added that wow factor um i felt like i didn't quite love the color of her glaze it was kind of a very bright green um but uh yeah it it seemed um god why can i not read my notes here you go (laughs) yeah so i totally agree i think the peppercorns um, are very interesting for me. So I, full full honesty, I've never had a peppercorn flavor in a cake before. So I'm actually really curious as to what that would taste like. Um, so I would have wanted to try it out. Um, I love this idea of showing a social movement in a cake. Um, the fire at the top, I think she was doing some sugar work to have some flames at the top. And that ended up a little bit it was a little, it was a little, it was a little brown. It was mm. like like the flames were subsiding, so maybe yeah. <laughs> it was like the the end of a social the embers, cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the flavor sounded really interesting. Totally would love to try it. Yeah. Okay. I found. I can now understand my writing. I thought that it seemed a touch messy. Yeah. You know that and that we were top bit, there. as you were saying. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then we had Sheldon. Sheldon with his Georgia O'Keeffe cake, um, which, of course, West Coast, big inspiration, um, a very clear direction to go. Uh, The cake for me was was very beautiful at the top with the very sort of like classic and and iconic Georgia O'Keeffe flowers. Um, But she a messy bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was a messy bottom there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we saw and... some of that jam pouring out there. <laughs> Stop. Um, I, yeah, it was captivating, except for the sloppy bottom, which Kyla literally was like, this is really great. And then that, you know, little bit at the bottom. Because um, mm-hmm. that jelly, like, that, that's that spilt out. Like, you know, wasn't that like he, he was, like, uh, working on it? And then he, like, touched it and half of it just, like, went, like, out. Oh, no, he was working on it, looked over, and he was like, oh, no. And, the, you know, it had bottomed out. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I, I did um, like it. Oh, and this is also the 18 sticks of butter. Oh, yeah. On a 15 layer cake. Like, let's be real here. He, you know, Sheldon was ambitious. So like, this is no shade, like, like totally technically ambitious. Well, you know, actually very well executed, except for the bottom. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. No, I I really liked his. I thought that it was it was um, good. Anything else? Mm, The color of the glaze for me was a little interesting. Like, I don't know if that's the direction I would have gone. Not that I could do anything technically similar, but sort of the yellow, it could, it was a little bright for me. That was the only thing I would add. Yeah. I loved what he did with the flower petals, though. No, 100%. Like, those the flowers looked really did. great. Yeah. 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 Last but not least, because, oh my God, this one is nuts. Oh, yaks. I mean, the pina colada cake, which he made. So I still don't understand how he got the color of that glaze, which was, I think it was gold, borderline champagne. Like, I can't really tell which one. I think there was some red, though, further down, too. Oh, was there? I think okay. so. Yeah. But I was just, it was it was metallic, almost. Yeah. And yeah. I have no idea how you do that. Like, no idea how you do that. That's like some pink gold peach stuff going on there, right? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. But it was gorgeous. Yeah, it was it really was gorgeous. It, like, yeah, his skills, you know. Um, and then uh, Kyla said that it was ex- like eating it was exactly like sipping a pina colada. Which I would die for right now because it's, mm. you know, minus 14 in the middle of winter. And I would die for a pina colada or at least eating that cake. Yeah, yeah. And then the crazy thing to me, too, was then at the end of his judging, um, and he, he went, because, you know, they bring it up to the judges, and then they go sit back down. When they finished, everyone was applauding 
like everyone in the room was like applauding like that's nuts like you i mean know? how could you not yeah it, it was it's probably one of the most impressive things i've seen on that show yeah 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 absolutely it's uh it's it's pretty crazy so okay let's just jump right to the end here um who was star baker this week uh well deserved oyax was star baker and I think even if he messed up the first two, which he didn't, I would have just given it to him for that last cake alone. Like yeah. it's, it, it's beyond. No surprise there at all. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really great. But he did really well in all of the things this week. Like, he was third in the technical. He had a good signature. And then, like, the showstopper-iest showstopper. A hundred percent. And, I mean... It's no surprise he was on MasterChef then. <laughs> you know? Yes, I he know. knows how to whip out a performance. Um, but really, really um, amazing to see. And I don't know if um, he'll continue this throughout the different types of bakes or categories. I'm really curious to see how his skills, how wide his skill set is. Yeah, absolutely. But then, unfortunately, we did have to say goodbye to Birdie, which I like. Don't necessarily agree with like i kind of feel like with covid and everything like they should not have they should have done like a drag race season 13 and nobody goes home week one we get to know the bakers better you know um because i i like i don't know i just wanted to see more from birdie like i thought he was really great and he just had like a rough day you know yeah, you know, we always have to re- remember that, you know, so much of these bakes are done consecutively under high pressure and, and short amounts of time. So it's really hard to, you know, not feel like you get off on a strong foot, especially with your first bake. And then that carries you into your second bake, which wasn't great either. And then you really have all that pressure of that third one. It's um, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have been able to see him for another week. Maybe he would have done really well with bread. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but I also know someone has to go home first, I guess, unless they change the structure. So yeah, no, somebody always has to go home first and somebody always will go home first. I just kind of wish that we could have had a bit more time to get to know and see all of the bakers, but I literally say that every year. So, (laughs) because I I never feel like we get enough. Yeah. Totally. But to your point, if they had not sent someone home this week and said, okay, next week we're going to send two people home, I think that's actually fair and almost a little better, at least during COVID and Corona. Mm-hmm. Would have made it worth it. Or not yeah. that it wasn't worth it, but would have made it a little less. Um, Everybody you know. gets two weeks at least minimum, <laughs> right? Like, you know. Yeah. So that, and then I guess, yes, you could still be going home if you just have a bad day, right? Yeah. But then it's like, but it, it, it happens. So. Anyway, I, I'm sad to see Birdie go. He seemed like just like such a, a you know, um, kind, friendly person in the tent. And uh, he will be missed going forward. 100%. All right. So that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, you can. Do you have anything that you want to add, James? Are we going to do our baking bracket this year? Okay. Yes. So who now that we have seen everyone next week who is going to uh we do uh star baker fifth in the Mm -hmm. technical and are we gonna do going home no let's just do star baker and fifth in the fifth in the technical i know it's just nice let's not let's not send anyone home yeah prematurely Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay um hmm star baker next week bread week oh who said they were the bread baker was that larry someone who was perfecting their sourdough was that tanner i don't remember but i actually was gonna say larry not necessarily because of the the i I thought he said that in his profile but because Uh of the flavor like i feel like if he plays with flavors yeah then like bacon and rosemaries and all that sort of stuff that go really w- well with bread. So I thought he was going to be star baker next week. Um, okay, cool. I'm going to pick to be different. Cause I, I could very much pick Larry. I think I will go with, I'm going to go with Sheldon. Sheldon. All right. And for fifth, I think I'm going to put Rafa cat in there because just cause what I've seen so far seems to be a lot of like, 
pastry or cake baking and not necessarily bread baking, but she's so talented, I feel like she'll still be able to like pull it off. So yeah. with that blend, I think somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Hmm. Let me just flip a page here. Sorry for the noise. Um, Dominique. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Cool. Okay, I had to make a note before we ended there um, so that I don't forget for next week. So, yes, um, thank you so much for listening to The Cooling Rack. Thank you to everyone who has, like, you know, we had a really great response to our first episode, our, our prep week episode. So thank you, everyone, for listening, for, you know, commenting, whatever. Um, if you found this podcast for the very first time, please remember to subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Please do it. Please <laughs> leave us a review. That would be delicious. Only um, good ones, though. <laughs> yeah, only 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 good ones. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Um, but yeah, please leave us a review. Give us a follow on Instagram. We are at GCBS Podcast. We are also on Twitter at GCBS Podcast. And next week is Bread Week. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Ooh, Get your yeast bread ready. Week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this was super fun. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye. Bye. The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.